Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Peace and power to all the kings and queens. Thank you for tuning in to On Point Radio. I am your host, Mr. I Can't Believe He Said That. And tonight, we are going to talk about the different fashions of education, how our children get educated, how their children get educated, and what is being done to our children. But we're going to start off real quick, something like, you know, we're going to get into a lot of different discussions. Hopefully, you know, you people on the line will chime in, share your experiences, and tell me how you feel about the situation, right? But before we go into that, I want to make sure that I give you a little history of what's going on, a little, little information of what's going on. Right. There's always been a gap between white students and black students. And there's still there's still it's a, it's a gaping hole, right? How black and white students are perceived, how they're educated. Right? And when you go to a school in urban America, and then you go to a school that's in suburban America, there are differences, big differences. A lot of urban American schools don't even have the books for each student that's in the classroom. All right? And then what they teach them while they're in the classroom. So I urge those that are out there listening, don't rely on the school to educate your children, right? It is the law that you have to send your kids to school, but you also have to overstand. You have a duty to educate your children as well. They can't just take whatever is told to them on both sides and say, oh, that's the truth. Because as we know as adults, we've learned his story, and then there's history. They're going to tell you what they want you to know. And as Mr. On Point would say, Brother Malcolm said it best. You think I'm going to really let the enemy teach my children? Now, some people say, oh, you know, why are you so against you? You're a racist or this, that, and the third. Let me explain something to you. They are not going to teach your children the way you would teach your children. They're not. That's point blank period. 
and you can't expect them to. I don't see how you you would even think that's possible, especially when we have things going on and information that's being taught to us and it's there for the world to see. I'm going to read to you a quote that was made. The aim of the public education is not to spread enlightenment at all. It is simply to reduce as many individuals as possible to the same to a safe level to breed and train a standardized citizenry wait a minute excuse me said that wrong citizenry to put down dissent and originality i don't want a nation of thinkers i want a nation of workers John D. Rockefeller. Hmm. How about that? They don't even want us. They just want us to be working hands. They don't want you to be educated. Right? And for our young princesses out there that hopefully they'll grow up to be queens. How is it that a nationwide poll was pulled and black girls are four, five times more likely suspended than white girls? And you know why? Because, see, they're being adultified at an early age. You know, now, of course, we know some, some little children got a little, as we called it, a little sass with them. But they're still a child. That doesn't mean that you have to react or treat them as an adult. And that's what a lot of schools do to our children. You'll have a young black sister, young black male, he may do something. Where you have a non-black student do the same thing, and the punishment is different. It's no, it's no different. We had a show a little while ago how we explained to everybody that the laws are not the same. Okay? And... To further that is, I have something here. Now, this is disturbing, and and I will say that, you know, at the least. And I know I'm going to probably get some, some feedback from that. You have a billionaire, white man, raped his own three year old daughter. I'm going to say it again. A billionaire raped his own three-year-old daughter. He got probation. A black homeless man stole a $35 rack of ribs. Hungry. He was sentenced to 50 years in prison. Does it make sense? Is it sinking in yet? There is no justice. The laws only apply to just us. It's not the same in the judicial system and the educational system. You have 
we can't win for losing. You had soldiers that went out, black soldiers that went out and survived World War One to come home and get lynched. If you don't believe me, you can research it yourself. It was called the Red Summer of 1919. And it goes on to say, victorious black soldiers returning returning to the U.S. from World War I are lynched while they're still in uniform. They barely got home to see their families after surviving a war just to come back to the people that you were fighting to protect, for them to kill you? Show me the respect level in that. Show me why our sisters and brothers should go out here and stand up only to be let down when they come home. Show me why the education level of our students is diminishing. In the city of Philadelphia, we had, first they said, oh, we're going to bring the casinos into Philadelphia to help out the school system. Well, the casinos, they passed that. More schools closed. Oh, in Philadelphia, we're going to raise the cigarette tax to help the school kids did that. Schools are still closing. Now they have a sugar tax on soda that's supposed to go and help out the schools. And still, schools are closing. So when are they actually putting forth and putting this money to use in the urban communities for our children to achieve? Every time I turn around, they're closing the school. This this school doesn't have funding. That school doesn't have funding. Oh, we don't have enough money in the budget. But when I go to the suburbs, they're building schools. Now, this is all under the state, not just the city. We don't have books, you know, in our neighborhoods for our children, but they have plenty of books, paper, supplies, and everything else for their children. Mr. On Point, is there anything you would like to add? Did I miss anything there? Well, I'm going to say this. Being a former educator for the school district of Philadelphia, I've seen a lot um, behind the scenes. And that's why I left the school district of Philadelphia. That's why I took the early retirement, because I feel like you're part of the problem or you're part of the solution. And if I know that you're doing my people wrong, then I'm not going to sit there and continue doing my people wrong with you. If I know you're making it harder for me to come in and work, then I'm not going to sit there and play this game with you. See, there's two sides to that coin of our education. 
you have the first side, which is there's no books, there's no supplies. Teachers have to take a stipend, or they have to go out and buy. I think it was like a hundred to a hundred and twenty-five dollars we would spend, and they would give us a stipend in return of our own money. We would have to put together. <clears throat> excuse me. We would have to put together a school list of supplies to give the students at the beginning of the school year so that they can go out and buy supplies like tissue and sanitizer, glue, different stuff that if these school taxes and everything else, these uh sugar taxes and everything else was supposed to be going to our school, then we shouldn't be wanting for anything. We shouldn't be asking parents that's already living in the poverty section or sector for supplies. You know, I heard you say before, you said, um, you know, we, we, we get locked up and then we're asked for more money that they know we don't have. Well, how are you asking poverty parents to provide supplies for the school when you know they can barely buy uniforms for their children? Now, granted, you know, people spend their money how they want to spend it and can buy what they, they can seem to buy what they want to buy when they want to buy it, but that ain't got nothing to do with the school district. That don't have nothing to do with me as a teacher. You can't pay me. Because, which is the flip side of it, you want to lay teachers off because there's not enough money. You want to cut music and gym and <laughs> all these other classes, you know, so that because you say there's no money, I don't buy that. What was her name? Arlene Ackerman, I think it was. The woman who started closing the schools, I even did a song about it before she did it, when she was talking about doing it, said she was going to close schools. Nobody was listening. That, that, sound, that sounds very familiar. I think I think yeah. that is the appropriate name. Yeah. And then she got a million dollars. She took the, the retirement and then died a year after. That's because God don't like ugly, don't care too much for beauty. You done, and my mom always tell me that she say, what you do by children, God, you know, she says, God, I say the creator, but she says, God is watching. And, you know, she always quotes the scripture, suffer little children, come unto me. You know what I mean? And that's why I always tell people, man, if you want to get under my skin and you want to set me off, let me see you doing children wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't rock with that, man. Children are defenseless and helpless, you know. And I ain't talking about the fresh and grown and want to be tough kids out here. They still innocent. They not innocent, but they still young. They still don't know exactly what they doing. They think they do. Sixteen year old girl running around robbing cats and terrorizing old people in, in the Upper Darby. They treat, they, they treat, trying her as an adult. 17-year-old accomplice they're looking for. But they're trying her as an adult. 
But let it would have been some little white girls. It wouldn't have been the same thing. They would have got them some type of counseling and probation. And, you know, it, it is. It, it's sad to say. And I don't. it ain't about a race card, man. It is what it is. You can, you can call it what you want. You can say I'm racist. You can call me what you want. I know black folk can't be racist. I don't hate you or, or dislike you because you're white, because I want to be white. Nah, man. My anger comes from this country and the injustice that has been afflicting upon my people, the oppression that has been afflicting upon our people since the beginning. We weren't supposed to learn how to read and write. We were supposed to be good little niggas like some of y'all niggas are today, still good little niggas. We weren't supposed to learn how to read or write. We weren't supposed to have schools of our own. And my mother always said we can't have nothing of our own, and she's absolutely right. You try and have something that's all black if you want to, and she don't, they shut it down. Every single time. But they Every can have all time. white, whatever. But they can have all white, whatever. And I say this, like I said before, man, there are some good white people out there. I know a few of them. I do. But that don't change the fact that the masses of white people in this country and what they're doing to us as black folk don't change the fact that that exists just because I know of a few good ones. For every good one, I know I know a hundred bad ones. You know what I mean? So... Well, it's good and bad. It's good and bad all across the board. Yeah, you know. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, and 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 people, we we don't say these things to to say like when we talk about the injustice, right? It's some of us out here that that do some real asinine shit, and and you get what your hand calls for, but it's a lot of times. I've, I've talked about it before. They had a guy, Glenn Ford. Glenn Ford was in jail for 29 years, five months and three days for a crime he didn't even commit. He was sentenced to death row. He was on death row for 29 years. They released him from jail. He died three months later because of lung cancer. So... Mop, the point that I'm making is, and I know Mr. On Point is going to ride with me on this. He took 29 years of my life. There's no amount of money that you could give me that would even come close to the 29 years that I sat. You can't. I wouldn't care if you gave me a million dollars for every day I was in there. You still couldn't compensate me enough because one thing for certain two things for sure, almost anything that's lost can be found except for time. But the people out there that's listening via internet, if you via internet, if you want to dial the number 724-444-7444, put the caller ID number in, which is 143-346-POUND. Hit one pound just to listen. You can hit star eight if you want to conversate. And do we have any callers on the line? I'm checking for that now, good brother. Um, I'm learning this 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 new switchboard setting. I got um, you. I got you. I'm being patient with you, brother. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm on it though. I'm on it. 
right. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to let you know this right here. All right. Here we go. Let's see what we got. I know we have a lot of callers on. Okay, you do have a caller. All right. To bring him in there. Okay. There are two callers, so there's another caller that's on as well. Okay. All right, yeah, I'm here. Thank you. And, and Thank I, you I for decided, calling On Point Radio. I decided to make make, make my presence for the Lord. <laughs> Uh-oh, I think I know who this is. Caller, would you like to say your name? Or did he mute us? I'm here, I'm here, brother. Oh, there you go. I'm here. I'm here. Yo, what's good, fellas? I decided to make my presence known a little, a little earlier tonight. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. This black so many. Peace and power, King. What's going Peace. on, blacks? Uh man, maintaining good, brothers. Maintaining. How y'all feeling tonight, man? Oh, we doing good. The uh, topic black, tonight, bro. if you didn't get the post, is uh, our education, their education. We talk. We did touch on the injustices of you know, the sentencing guidelines of how brothers go to jail, the non-brothers go to jail and for the same crime or more heinous crimes, and they get less time, right? One of the examples that I gave, just so I you know, bring you up to speed, was you got a guy, billionaire, he raped his own three-year-old daughter. And he got probation. Right? A homeless man stole a $35 rack of ribs, and they sentenced him to 50 years in prison. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, you know, for us, that's nothing unusual. You know what I mean? Uh, I I told him about the, uh, the red summer of 1919 when uh, victorious black soldiers returning to the U.S. from fighting in World War I, they got lynched mm-hmm. while they were still in their own uniform. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what we, we was touching on. And I wanted to give one quick sidebar. This right here is just to yeah. add to the agenda. Mm-hmm. An FBI agent in Chicago left a vehicle momentarily unattended with the engine running. The vehicle contained, the the whole vehicle had nothing but firearms in it. But it was stolen in Chicago because he left it running. Now, is that part of the agenda or what? The floor is yours. Hey, good brother. You already know how I feel about them them guns in Chicago, man. You know, they definitely planted there. Shit, ain't no gun manufacturers nowhere near Chicago. You know what I'm saying? And if it is, you know what I'm saying, then they got a leak in that motherfucker. Straight up. But, you know, like I said, man, it's nowhere in hell that we making the guns and putting them on the street. You know, they got to be funneled in somehow. And that's classic of, you know, the whole situation of those guns being in Chicago. You got co- you got cops that haphazardly leave a car running with a whole bunch of guns in there. Now it's stolen. You know what I'm saying? That's that's actually an excuse for stopping for a score. 
you know, to go in there and now go hard on looking for the guns that they lost and catching other shit while looking for their guns. You know what I'm saying? It's an excuse to go hard. You know what I'm saying? Um, just like a lot of this shit is an excuse to go hard. You know what I mean? It's that, you know, the cycle that's, that's taking place is something that was put in place uh, a long ass time ago. And, um, we're like, we full steam ahead. It's, you know, you can jump off this motherfucker, but that's about it. Either you're going to jump off it or crash with it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the way it's going, you know, we, we definitely, uh, we, we don't, we don't look like we want to jump off it. So, you know, either we could take control of this situation and try to steer, steer clear, but some way, shape or form, we're going to get, we're going to get fucked up. We're going to get bumped up and, and scraped up. But, um, to go towards the, the, the criminal sentencing, uh, we already know what that's about. You know what I'm saying? We already know this is their shit. It's all their shit. You know what I'm saying? Right now, we're not in our house. You know what I'm saying? So how could we tell a motherfucker to change the curtains? They're not going to change the motherfucking curtains. That, that was my actual argument over the, uh, the stars and bars, over the Confederate flag. To let them fly that shit. It's theirs. Honestly, you just showing me that you, you a sore loser, one, because <laughs> you lost, and two, <clears throat> and not to, not to poke fun or nothing, but this is your heritage, so go ahead and ride with it. I, I'm not going to, I can't tell you to take down your shit, but this this is the shit that your father's built. I can't take credit for this shit. I won't take credit for this shit. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather know than not know who the enemy is. Oh, family, the devil you know is better than the devil you know don't every, any fucking day. Like, I know what Bush was about, for real, for real, because I, I knew he was a, a snake in the grass. You feel what I'm saying? In actuality, a cool snake in the grass. Cooler than Trump, I smoke a L with, with fucking Bush before I would with Trump <laughs> any motherfucking day. You know what I'm saying? Because I know where Bush is. I know where Bush is coming from. You know what I'm saying? And I know I know baby Bush on some real shit is the coolest one out of all them niggas. Like I'm talking about like we'll take you in and be like, yo, come on in and have a fucking beer. You smoke weed? Come on in, let's smoke. Let's talk about some shit. You feel what I'm saying? And I, I think honestly, even 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 Papa Bush would do some shit like that. But anyhow, I say that to say and and this isn't the the, the go on to say, ah, they're good they're the good white people. Nah, fuck all that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. I know they snakes. Niggas ain't know Trump was a snake because damn near every motherfucking rapper put Trump in their name talking about they get banked like Donald Trump. Or they, they getting guap like Donald Trump, or they getting bread like Donald Trump, or they rich like Donald Trump, getting property like Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? And now all of a sudden, fuck Donald Trump. Well, why is that? Well, shit, he was a snake in the grass. But you didn't know he was a snake in the grass because the whole, for fucking 20, 30 years, we was bigging this nigga up. We was going to his casinos. We was going to his hotels and shit, getting comp. I was staying with my grandmama in her comp rooms and shit up in Trot World, or not Trot World, but, uh, yeah, Trot World and all that other shit that they had up there. And all the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, the nigga, we supported this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Now it's fuck Donald Trump. That was the biggest mistake out of all. I think, personally, 
because we gave it, we backed this nigga for years. And now, and I'm not saying like you know, let's go down Trump. Nah, fuck him. I <laughs> nah, I am definitely not saying that shit. But we goes all back to the devil. You know, it's better than the devil. You don't. We thought we knew Trump. And honestly, I think that the Donald Trump we was talking about back in the day, the, the kind of cool motherfucker that we was chilling with, that that Russell was partying with, and you know, all the mother motherfuckers Spike Lee was chilling with, and all that shit. That motherfucker is still there inside of that Manchurian candidate that you see in front of you. I, I will say that. You know what I'm saying? It's, and just so you know, the motherfucking movie, what was that movie that uh, that came out recently? Uh, damn, Get Out. That shit applies to white people, too. That mind control is real. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? We we got woke and we, we like, you know, we looking at white people sideways from Get Out, but yeah, that that MK Ultra shit is real. That all that other shit is that mind control shit is real, fellas. We we know this, you know, talking, but you know, to the to the internet world and you know cyberspace and, and the lines that's out there, we reaching, you know, that shit is real out here, man. It, and that shit work on vibrations. You know what I'm saying? And we was talking about vibrations what a couple of days ago, but that was a different story. Um, it all it all points towards uh. A control. If you don't control yourself, there definitely is a motherfucker out there that will. By one way or another. Exactly. But by us not exerting control and falling falling uh in line with with desires and and these you know the the habits and shit like that, we're giving up our control. We're releasing our control. So we actually are more submissive to mind control than anybody else. Yeah, because we think it can't happen to us. Exactly, but that's, and that's the thing. It's like, fam, if you, if you watch TV, any type of TV, you can be mind controlled. If you watch movies, you can be mind controlled. Well, you said you, you saw mind control yesterday, didn't you? How many people that? did you see walking around with uh, the flag on yesterday? Uh, Sam, programming. It's all about <laughs> programming. You know they had. They was so, asking them, why are you celebrating the 4th of July? They was like, oh, for the barbecues. Man, how about it? You know what I mean, you, you dine in red, white, and blue. When he got that white spotlight on you and that red and blue light is flashing behind you, you scared as all get out, ain't you? But you ain't got a Brandon, problem rocking. You running down the block. <laughs> but you ain't got a problem wearing it. Hey, Blacks, yeah. do me a favor. I got another yes, call on the line. Yeah, Hold yeah, get on, busy. mute your phone so you can come back in and holler at us. Mr. On Point, can you uh, release for that uh, other caller there? Moved up. Carly, you on point ready, go. Thank you for calling On Point Radio. Who are we speaking with? So while yeah. that call Yeah. Yeah. Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, we hear Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> Yo, why y'all say that like it's a dead toy or something like <laughs> Matter of fact, what the hell is a dead toy? 
Money. Us. Yo, what's up, Mr. I don't believe he said that? Uh, Why you always yeah, trying to turn up? up, man? Make everybody scared of the world. Like, hold up. Is this the world? Damn, you going to hit me with the car? Do you think it's... Yeah, well, <laughs> I got I to gotta unmute my phone real quick. <laughs> what up, Joe? What's Yo, what's up? <laughs> no, you know, I'm talking on the phone. Right, I'm, I'm riding my bike, right? I'm, 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 I'm riding my bike down Broad Street. I'm riding my bike down Broad Street right in, in, in this damn car. You know, it wasn't even a car. It was like a damn Jeep. This nigga didn't want to stop. He wanted to come and hit me with his eyeballs. Like, the whole life got lit. I had to look to my left real quick like, this nigga crazy. Yo, back to, um, yeah, what's up, man? Yo, Mr. On Point. Yeah. But, yo, man, back to what y'all was saying. I was listening to what you were saying, man. It's like, I just thought about something. We, like, we part of the equation, <laughs> and we part of the solution. The equation is, <laughs> we here. <laughs> they bung us here. <laughs> the solution is, they want us to keep us here <laughs> so we can keep on working. <laughs> keep on learning just enough <laughs> to get by. Not to be satisfied, not to evolve, no, just to get by. Cause they so happy to see us get by. Cause you know when we get by, we go especially have money. See when we get the money, we ain't doing like regular people do. We ain't gonna save it. We ain't gonna have money in the bank. Talking about yo, how much you got in the bank? A million five. For real? Yeah, I just got two mil, man. But you know, I'm trying to get more, man. You know, I'm broke. We ain't like that. What you got in the bank? 500. What you got to do, man? I got to pay the next bill. You know, ain't it? Where you going to be broke? And I'll find a way to get some more money. What you going to do? I'm getting it, nigga. <laughs> as soon as I see a I'm getting it. And that's what we be doing. We set up to be less educated, to be less knowledgeable about life, to keep on walking around hating on each other, especially if you find a way to inherit money, get money, find money, make money, or survive with money, you ain't supposed to have no money. And that's sad thing. So the kids, I just drove by, the, you know, riding by, I saw the little kids, it was about at least, what was it, five, five or four. Every word out their mouth was, yo, man, shut the F up. Da, 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 da. You, mean, you ain't nothing but evidence. I was like, dang, wait a minute. How old are these? Because I had to listen like these kids. And I wanted to say something, but I was like, you know what? They might turn up. <laughs> Shut up, old head. <laughs> Get out my face, old head. Shut the F up, old head. I'm in a ho, 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 hold up. Because I know me. I go with the best of them. Then it'd be a busted contest. I'd be calling them little niggas Ewoks and all types of stuff. They'd be mad as hell. Ready to throw rocks. I'd be throwing rocks right back at them. But that's the lifestyle that we live in. And it seemed like nobody wanted to turn the page. Absolutely. If you want to turn the page, as soon as you try to turn the page, you try to, you know, grow up. Something always going to do something. Either it's going to be your woman or something on the Something going to bring you right back down. Now, I don't know why. I can see why, but I'm still trying to figure out why, why. You know, I fall in line, too. I get mad at the dumb stuff. I rarely say crazy things out of my mouth, but sometimes I might do it. But then I realize, like, wait a minute. Is this really a setup? 
Is there any way we can beat the system? Just look at Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. <laughs> you know, I'm driving, <laughs> I'm driving my bike, and this guy want to turn the daggone corner right when I'm about to go across the street, so I got to put on the brake real quick. Scared as hell, I might bump into a damn car. That's the life we live in, man. The pedestrians, you ain't got no damn on rights. Black people, you ain't got no daggone rights. And the kids about to grow up to be masters. Not only the master of the ceremony, but the master of your daggone household kids. Come here, watch out. All right, DJ Chill, thanks for that enlightenment and the traffic update as well. You know I mean, you be safe out there. We don't want nothing to happen to you. Well, if, you I, know, get hit, if I get hit, if I, I mean, now y'all, yeah, y'all might get hit too. But if I get hit, <laughs> I, I'll mute me. So I'll be like, hell! Do I go now? Well, we definitely got you. We definitely got you. But people out there listening via internet, right, I want you to dial at number 724. 724- Four 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 seven four four four. Hit the caller ID number one four three three four six pound. Hit one pound just to listen, but hit that star eight if you want to chime in and conversate with us. What we're talking about is the injustice of the education system on our young, on our youth. Right? We're talking about the injustice and the matrix that we in with our black men and our and our neighborhoods in urban America are being flooded with guns, killings, and just unjust, unjust rules all across the board. But one of the main things I want to touch on is the education level of our children, right? They were saying, I read an article where they were holding a hunt across the country, 140,000 kindergartners back from going to first grade. What, what, did kindergarten change? I thought all we had to do was color. I mean, it might have got more advanced. You know, it was coloring, your well, ABCs, one, two, threes, math, basic systems. Well, I, I can, I can, um, I could speak on that. Being in the in the school district for ten years and blacks, you know as well, being a teacher as well. Um yeah, yeah. kindergarten kindergarten change big time. Um you now have to pass a test to get in kindergarten. Like literally. You have to know your shapes, you have to know your colors, you have to know your numbers. You have to know your um, ABCs. You also have to know pretty much things like your name, birthday, age. You know, um, it, it's not so much addressed yet, but you have to know the basics. And 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 there's a good to that. It's a good to that. And I'm gonna be honest with you, because a lot of times I coach little league football, and rather than parents come out and sit and wait for practice to be over. They drop the kids off and leave and come back when they feel like it. Practice over at 8, they come back at 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And we coaches who are not getting paid for this, volunteering, have to sit out there 
for those children's safety. They treat it like a daycare center. And that's the whole point of making the parents responsible for educating and teaching their children something. Because if you don't, you know, like I know, a lot of these lazy Negroes will just ship their child to school and expect for the school to teach them everything. See, I never was like that. I made my own. And it don't cost you nothing, really, to go out to the dollar store, get you a pack of three, five, five cards, get you a pack of markers or crayons. You know what I'm saying? And what I did was I, I, I had three because I was a teacher anyway, so I had supplies. I took three by five cards and I wrote the color brown and brown on a three by five card, blue and blue. I wrote the shapes and, and, and I, I drew the shapes and, you know, um, I would color the shape and I would say what color after they learned the shape. This is how I taught my daughters. And I have a, a 16 year old going to 11th grade who gets straight A's and gotten straight A's since elementary. Never, I mean, she might have had a B or two. She has college letters coming out her ass. I have a 10-year-old going to the fifth grade. A's with one D. Yeah, I mean, like, we have to educate our children because if they don't put in some type of stipulation and guideline, our people are lazy as fuck. They are not going to do it. They're going to let someone else do it. We already know this. So I do, I do agree with putting that system in because otherwise it was just a daycare center. It was just a, a drop-off babysitting camp. Now they're forcing uh, parents to teach your children and those kindergartners their homework. So now when they come home, you still got to teach them more. Wait a so minute, I got a question. I agree with that. I got a question because I was saying that just a second ago subliminally. The, when I said masters in ceremony, you know, masters in the music, but masters in the crib, the reason why I said masters in the crib, because think about it, the new, the new homework they're teaching the kids now, the parents don't know it. So it's like dumbing us down. So guess who's smarter than the daggum? You know what? Smarter than the fifth grader, huh? Some parents ain't even smarter than the daggum fifth grader. All this daggum new homework, new stuff that they teaching, the parents feel like dummies. So the, teacher, the kids is like, yo, let me show you, ma. Let me show you, dad. You don't know nothing. Let me, this is what it is now. This is new, this new age. Now, is that for a reason? That's on purpose? Does it seem like it to me? Well, no, it's not on purpose. Um, education, let's, let's not, not, not education, but let's say academic education. It's like technology. It changes constantly. I remember teaching fourth grade at Blaine Elementary, and I opened up the chapter we were supposed to, I was supposed to be in my lesson plan teaching next, and it was something called Lattice. I never seen Lattice a day in my life. I sat there during my lunch period and figured Lattice out. It's another way of doing multiplication in a square. You know what I'm saying? Using a square and putting the numbers, using the square boxes, putting the numbers on the top, putting the numbers on the side, multiplying them, putting the numbers in the middle of the box, adding them up. You know what I mean? I had to learn that during my lunch. So it's not a part, it's not a point of it being systematically a setup. No, it changes. It evolves just like everything else in life. Someone comes up with this mastermind concept, this is another way they could teach. And you know, like I know, man, 
two heads is better than one. There's always better than those two ways to go to the store than one. You might get followed going the same way every day. So sometimes you got to change it up. So what I did was I taught my students old school, and I called that as new school. And whichever one that they felt was better, worked better for them, is which one I allowed them to use. However, they had to know both methods. That's how, see, that's how I got results as a teacher. You know what I'm saying? But that's also how I was introduced to shit that I never heard of and seen as a teacher. So imagine if you're not a teacher. If I wasn't a teacher, I might not have never seen Lattice. And other mathematical um, uh, uh, templates or setups that they come up with. You know what I mean? When I say setups, I don't mean setting us up. I mean setups in the form of arranging. You know what I mean? Settings. So it's, it's not a matter of setting it up. It's a matter of, and, and still even, you have something called Google now. There's no excuse for a parent. You have something called Google where you have something called YouTube. So you can go on these things and punch in what your child is learning, and it will show you examples. If it's on YouTube or Google, it may even walk you through steps. So it's not about, you know, being a setup. And, and also, just because you mentioned it, there's nothing wrong with your child teaching you. You go all through your life teaching that child. So there's nothing wrong with saying, baby, I didn't learn this when I was in school. You're going to have to show me this. I said that to my daughter just this year on certain stuff because I've been out the classroom for two years. I said, okay, baby, show me what it was the teacher, how the teacher taught it to you, even if I knew a different way of doing it because they were accustomed to learning it a certain way in the classroom. So just because I'm the father, I can't say, well, I'm going to teach it to you like this and you're going to do it like this because when that test comes, she has to know how to do it the way she was taught. But there's nothing wrong with you. Your children actually feel good sometimes when they teach you because they, yeah. think, they think all the, they're supposed to just learn from you all the time. No, you got to let them know, I can learn from you too. Yeah, and I'm going to chime in on you real quick. Definitely right, true. As far as the fucking, like, excuse my language, but the 100 monkey theory, it was the younger monkey that told the older monkey, and then the older monkey told all the other monkeys. And then before you know it, all the other surrounding islands, the monkeys knew how to wash off the yams, just like off of that unified mind. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it goes to show that, you know, with that younger person showing that adult how to do something, like that's like, for instance, us putting our mom and pops on to cell phones or the pages. Right. Or, or the, you know what I'm saying? Us, you know, showing them how to use a computer. Showing grand, anybody, anybody here show, ever show a grandma how to use a computer? Matter of fact, did any of y'all to have to have y'all kids show y'all how to use some of these tablets or whatever? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I, I got you. Because we're going to have, uh, uh, Mr. On Point going to have to ask his kids how to use his cell phone. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> no, oh yeah, he I got, got a flip. Show. He still got a razor. He still got a razor flip. <laughs> no, no, he got no, 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 no he no, actually no, got a no. new phone. No, 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 you lying. I don't believe. No, it's cool. I'm believe. working it you out. Know, you know, you know, you know, so stay with the burner. 
It's a little wire. He got the wire. But he got the old. He got the old Nokia joint. Yeah. <laughs> you got the old Nokia joint with the snake game. The with, with the white oh, game, yo. Man. I was just about to say that with the white game snake. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, man. I ain't yeah, got that's that. That's so he don't get tracked by the feds, you know. You know how yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I, I will say this, though. Y'all made a very interesting point, man. It, it is, it is, I think it's very knowledgeable and admirable to sit down and learn the base. Like, if you don't know it, and your child knows it, have them teach you to broaden your horizons. Brush up on it, like you said. Go to YouTube. They always they have tutorial videos on everything, right? And 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 learn with, and grow with your child. You know, I you know I know some people out here that went to college and went and got their master's degree. You know, going for the doc just so that their kids can't out educate them. Like it's not a competition. You know, by the time your kid, go ahead. And sometimes it's not really to compete against them, but it's to to be update with them, updated with them. Yeah, I mean, so they can have that same exposure. But I I wanted to say another thing that does when you learn it from your child is it builds their confidence, it builds their ego, and because when you say. Yeah, my child so smart. My child taught me X, Y, X, Y, Z. The child feels good about themselves. You know what I mean? It, it, it builds morale. It builds character. You know, it, it lets them also see that mommy or daddy notices me. Mommy or daddy has confidence in me. They know they, they feel I'm smart. Now what you can do is when they don't know something, you can't, you know, call them dumb or you can't, you know, go backwards, you got to just keep moving forward. So if they don't know something and you don't know it either, that's when you say, all right, we're going to learn this together. It's all in parenting, man. Like, I ain't going to say no names, but um, I know somebody that would call me when they couldn't help their their child with homework and would be like, yo, I don't know how to do this, and they don't know how to do this. Can you help us? So it happens. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I yeah, I could definitely attest to that. My cousin, you know, when they had difficulty in math, and even with my kids, like my wife deal with the English part of things, and I deal with the math, science, and social studies. Like those are my uh, absolutely I, with the uh, with the social studies, both of us can handle it with them. But with as far as math and science, you know, that's my thing. You know what I mean? So right. But man, you know, one thing. One thing I want to discuss about the education theirs versus ours is it's also location. Location plays a part. And when I say location, I'm not talking about the physical setting of where it's geographically located, because that plays a part too. But I'm talking about the structure of it. So when you go... I forget the name of the school right on uh, uh, Eastern Road. It's an elementary school. looked like a college campus. They got like four basketball courts in the back, all this grassland, this driveways, this crazy big parking lot for the teachers. You're talking about the – I know exactly what you're talking about. Right across from the Dairy Queen. It's right across from Dairy Queen on Eastern Road. That's – oh, man, I – 
right there. Roslyn. It's right in Roslyn. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. He's on my pass every day. If you put a school like that in our community, the people, first of all, too scared it's going to get tore apart. Well, if it gets tore down or torn apart, it's because of niggas. Yeah, I mean, but if you put us, if you put our children in an atmosphere in school like that, they'll think differently as well. If you put them in a shirt and a tie and make them go to school, they'll think differently as well. Not just put them in a uniform of a certain color. That don't do nothing but make them all. It, it, it just it just sinks them all. Separate them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, not, even separate, not even separate. I thought, I thought you were talking it, about as far as different schools and stuff like that. No, no, like no. This school see, got no, green, this school got red, part. this school got no, blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not even that. Because that's a good thing. Because if you go on school trips, man, you need to know who. You need to school. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's definitely. My thing is when you put them all the same, in the same uniform, it's like prison. You know what I'm saying? It's like the military. But you know what they try to take, and I, I, all right, now, I will say that I am a, a semi-proponent of uniforms. And oh, just I am because too. I know why because, they did it. Well, I mean, and I mean, I'm saying because I know that it kind of puts everybody, not saying that it's, it's kind of like communism almost, or socialism. It puts everybody on an even level. Like, you're not coming, you, the only thing you can floss on, you can maybe floss with your khakis, or in your kicks, you know what I'm right. saying? But that's pretty much it, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it kind of takes the shine almost off of, you know, the the classism of, you know, you know, the or elitism in, in but, school, you know, because everybody, every kid suffers that. If you're a poor kid, you get, you get tricked on, you. you know what I'm saying? If right. you, if you got right. bread, you got the latest shit, you popular, you know what right. I mean? It, but, so but it kind of takes though. a little bit away from that. But and, and you're right. But here's the thing. Does it really? You know what I mean? Because it's not like they all wearing French toast brand. Because now it's, yo, you got on the Foreman Mill Dickies. My Joyce is from, you know what I mean, whatever. My shirt, I got a polo blue shirt. You got a former Mills blue shirt, so they still get them. But here's what I found, because you know, you know, like I know, y'all, all us on this line should know by now. When we went to school, we could wear whatever we want, and that was the part of the uniforms. I remember out in the high school, niggas was getting robbed for their eight ball jackets, swoop jackets, Jordans. I remember yeah, that. that too. That that too. You know yeah, man? man. I remember that people were yeah. getting bust on and ridiculed because they didn't have the latest this, that, and the third. Now, <laughs> even in the uniforms. The children getting ridiculed because now your uniform is dirty. Yeah, kids are always going to find a reason to ridicule and be mean. But here's what I found: my daughter goes to a high school where they don't have to wear uniforms, and Central is the same way. See that they they they, they that was ingenious. If you don't want to use wear a uniform. Get the best grades you can to get to the school where you have that freedom or luxury. You see what I'm saying? So when you go through fifth to eighth grade, you get them A's. Now you can pick what high school you want to go to. 
Now you can go and apply for Central Cap or any of them schools where they don't have to wear a uniform. But no, you still have to keep up academically because at any moment you can be back in your neighborhood neighborhood high school. Otherwise, it could do one or two things. Like the school I just mentored, one point three sixty was just mentoring, still elementary. One of the one of the participants in our program was the Valedictorian. And when you see the interview in the documentary that I'm I'm editing now, when you see the video, I ask him. Are you teased for this? He's like, no, I got good friends. I said, yeah. I said, nobody mess with you about being smart. What's your grades? Like he said, all A's, right? When he gave his valedictorian speech, you know, it was like I missed that part, but it was like just the fact he gave it. And when I watched him in our program, even if the girls, even if it was the girls' day, he still came. He he became my cameraman on the girls' day. Real quiet, real laid back. Yeah, you know I mean, didn't look like a nerd or nothing. Looked like one of the young boys that would get in trouble, but he was. You know what I'm saying? So now he can pick any school he want to go to, and he's going to get in. So it can do one or two things to you. It can make you shape up, or it can make you ship out. See, when they ship you out, you're going straight to your neighborhood high school with no hands, and you don't have to be accepted. That's where you're going. That's your final destination. But when you're on point with it and you're making the grade, now you can take your talents to whatever school you want to go to. In fact, those high schools notice you first, and they come for you just like college, just like they do to athletes. That's why a lot of the kids, instead of being academically smart, they rather dribble a ball or throw a ball so they can go to a good high school. And then they don't stay there long because they still can't make the grade. So, again, if we put our children in a different type of environment, and I don't mean a geographical environment, I mean the structure of the environment. We put them in, we get them little shirts and ties like some of these charter schools do. Now, we know it don't change their attitude completely once they leave school. They do what they do. That's cool. But when they come to school, they know what they're supposed to do. And if they got a school like that school up there on Eastern Road or that school over there in Sheltonham, if they have a school like that, trust me, children ain't going to let you tear up their school. They really not. They ain't even going to tear up their own school. They will take pride in it. See, the problem is our children know that these teachers that's coming in from these suburbs and these other places and these, I know teachers, people that became teachers whose background wasn't in education. Mine wasn't either. However, I spent time in the education field before I became a teacher. As a classroom assistant, as a noontime aide, I went through the ranks of it. I've seen people who came from insurance sales and became a teacher because they know how to do math. You're in for a rude awakening. These college kids that come from straight out of college and think that it's supposed to be a better job and way of life, you're in for a rude awakening. Because the one thing the book can't teach you is how to deal with those children who ain't in that book. I was in for a rude awakening, a good brother. 
Uh, definitely. Most definitely. When I first started, I wasn't even expecting to be in the classrooms. I was going for a student monitor, basically. I was chilling in, in the hallways, you know what I mean, helping with, right. you know, student entrance, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, even filling in for a classroom, like if an IA had to leave or, or the teacher had to leave or something like that. Right. So, and, uh, but once I got into the classroom as an IA, oh, man, IA is an instructional assistant. But, yeah, there ain't no training that can give you that firsthand experience with them kids that don't give a what you telling them right now because mm-hmm. you you didn't come through that door with them and bring all that problem with them you know all that trouble that they experienced before they even walked through the door you know i mean like it's just certain yeah. things that you see through their eyes especially if you if you get that rapport with them they actually give you their eyes so you can see like yo i i I've seen so much, so, uh, fam, like, all right, in the seven years I've, I, I taught there, I want to say, like, in that seven years, I went to, like, maybe five or six funerals for kids. Mm. And that's too many, you know. You know Way what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's far too many, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I and this is like and I'm gonna say the five I've been like it was five at least five kids. No, I'm, I'm not. It's more than five. I, I want to say I want to say like seven to eight throughout these uh, seventeen years because it, it's been seventeen years since I when I started. I stopped in two thousand and seven. But man, like just throughout these years going to these funerals for kids who ain't deserve that. That that made it that made it highly difficult to uh, to swallow, and I, I wasn't sure how to uh, how to absorb that, and that that actually led me to it to kind of help sway my decision to not do it no more because of my attachment. And I'm a person that I'm like, yo, I either either I bang with you or I don't. And if right. I'm supposed to be a teacher, I'm supposed to bang with you 100% all the way through. And I, I don't know how to love halfway. That I, yeah. I wasn't taught that. I never was taught that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I was taught tough love, and I gave that all, all the time. I gave them the truth regardless. But, you know, with that, you get hurt in ways that, you know, not even – not even from going to a funeral or nothing like that. Even just the disappointment of coming in the room and now you got one girl, just one girl upset that she got touched. Right. Where? You know what I'm saying? Now, if you cool with that one girl that got touched, she then going to give you, you going to, she's going to give you her eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I've, I had kids leave me letters talking about what happened to them. Just left it in the classroom for me. And it's like she left it on a desk. 
So it's like, all right, this is you, you reaching. You definitely reaching out now. You left me a letter telling me what, 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 went, on, what went on, what's been going on for the past yeah. year and a half. You know, that's so hard. like that's, that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, fam. And then I also noticed that the kids that I taught, like the kids that wanted to go to the nurse a lot, they right. was nurses and doctors and in the medical field. The kids that was, you know, thought they knew it all, thought they, you know, thought they knew they rights and all that. Their parents was cops. And they were some of the most annoying kids ever because they felt like they could do anything and you couldn't do shit. Absolutely. Because my daddy's a cop. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they gave him a sense of entitlement. You know what I mean? And also I noticed that parents who kids, parents of, uh, excuse me, children whose parents are teachers suffer sometimes. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's like, it's almost like you know when the chef comes home, he don't want he don't he don't want to make dinner. Yeah, he ain't trying to make dinner. You know what I'm saying? It might he might buy he might order out. He might order pizza, Chinese. You know you what I'm saying? Chef in your yeah. house, right? Oh yeah, my wife. My wife ain't it's dog. Yeah, coming home from from work. <laughs> sometimes it was like you know it's it and the thing is it was hot dogs and baked beans, but you know she throwing onions and oil and garlic and all that in the hot dog water. So it was all, you know, it's a treat regardless. But, you know, it's just that quick stuff and then going, nah, I ain't trying to do all that fancy. You know, it ain't it ain't yeah. a four-course meal every night. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool because, you know, shit, I ain't trying to work every day. <laughs> but, right. You know what I mean? It, you know, that's that's, that's and you know And you know if she cook, you doing the dishes. Nah, we, I got kids for that, man. That's why I had. That's why I had kids, man. I, 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 yeah. I gave that up a long time ago, man. Once my right. older one learned how to do dishes, it was over. It was a wrap. I, I wanna, I wanna say this, man, because um, adding to what you said, I've been in the school district of Philadelphia since '96. Mm-hmm. I left 2014. Right. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I, I when you said, you know, I. I buried one of my students, man. He got shot two different times. He got hit up like six times the first time. And I drove up on the corner that I seen all my young boys standing on one day. And they was looking like I was a cop, and I jumped out. And they had to double look at me because now they're a little older. They're out of school now. You know what I'm saying? They, and they, they I think, he died before his 21st birthday, so he was like 20. So when I've seen him the first time, he was like 19, 18, 19. So I pulled up on him, and he jumped. I said, oh, that's Mr. Self. Oh, all right, what's up, man? This, that, and the third. He was like, yo, Diggs over there, you see me? So I called him. He came over to me with his crutches. He's like, dude, what you out here doing? He's like, nothing, with his little million-dollar smile. But he was the same one that was a problem in school. But the only one he would allow to touch him or calm him down was me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, what you doing? Are you getting yourself all shut up? I thought I told you that's what I did it for. So you ain't had to do it. I know, man. I was just in a Chinese store. Another year. So a year or two later, I he done got off. Leaving a dollar party. Ain't even take six shots this time. 
You know what I'm saying? And I was the pallbearer at his funeral. You know, I even I even got his picture in one of the videos that I did of us um <clears throat> of our Bet Mines group. Um his picture is in that song. And I told all the little young boys that day, man, I said, Listen, y'all could go ahead and live how y'all living if y'all want to, but I won't bury another one of y'all. I won't be a pallbearer for nobody else. And I meant that. So now when they see me or they, you know, they they reach out to me on the book or the gram or whatever, they tell me what's going on, who locked up, who doing this, who got a baby. They, they put me down with all that stuff still. You know what I'm saying? And they still put that mister in the front of my name. But something else you said resonated with me. They put you in a real precarious situation and position when they tell you what's happening at home. Because now you're forced to report it. Now you're forced to take it to the counselor because if anything else happened and it comes out that you knew and you did nothing or said nothing, that's a hard, that's more than a hard pill to swallow, bro. That, oh, yeah, that's, most that's a hard that's a that's a bad place to be. No, that's that's I the never, first thing I did. I, I went to the never first second guess it, man. I yeah, I went to the first uh my the closest one that I was cool with, the first the closest counselor that, you know, the one that I I get lunch with, all that, you know what I mean? That's my homie. Yeah, I ain't gonna say a name. I wanna say a name. It's like on the tip of my tongue, but this is my this is my heart, but I went to her. I was like, listen, she left this for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I I know she didn't want, you know, she probably didn't want me to go to anybody else, but at the same time, I know she knew I had to. So, you know, do what you got to do, call it in or whatever, you know, report it, you know what I mean, handle it how, you know, but I, I trusted her to handle it, and, and it got handled. It definitely got handled. She as far as I know, she she she's been doing all right. right. You know what I mean? I, well, uh, you know, as far as uh, since I had left, you know what I mean, which was in two thousand and seven. So, but other than that, man, like it's stuff like that that just made me like, yeah, you know what? I don't know. What's Time to go. Me, yeah. Time to go. Yeah, I feel you, bro. I but I was, yeah, I was, I was giving them stuff that they, you know, that they can take with them. Like, you know, being <laughs> real with them all the time. You can't, can't sugarcoat nothing because they see through that. And that's the one, like I had, yeah, I had a couple of young boys, man, that I can run up on and be like, yo, 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 chill, chill, man, chill. All right. And because it's me that ran up on them, you know, they might turn around on some, yo, but they know it's me. It's like, all right, all right, all right what's up? All right, I'll chill. I chill, I chill, I chill. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I remember one, ter- one time a real quick girl was on a bus, on SEPTA bus, and um, we used to have the charter buses. You know, SEPTA, SEPTA used to come and uh, provide a charter bus. So this girl, she would not get off the bus. Like, she had her, her arm wrapped around, the, you know, the bars. Right. The hand, the, you know, holding. So she had an elbow like tucked on that joint and she was holding it. So she you know, I ain't going nowhere, blah, 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 blah. So they called in everybody, you know, out to the front for the disturbance. And, you know, all these all this staff is going towards the bus and, you know, running up on the bus. 
And she's like, motherfucker, don't touch me, blah, 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 blah. And, like, I cut through all of them. I put my hand on her shoulders like, yo, 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 no sis, come on. Get off the bus. I was like, they about to manhandle the shit out you, yo. And I don't need right. that. I don't want to see that. You're going to make me fucking cry out here. Let's go. And she was like, it's loud as shit. All right, young, because it's you, young. Only because it's you. And got off the bus. And, like, but the whole time my heart was beating fast as shit because they was about to pounce on it. And it wasn't even the dudes. It was the female staff. The female staff was the most vicious. They was ready for the, right. one of them little dumb, you know, the, right. one of the young girls that talk dumb out their mouth to, you know, come sideways. They ready to grip you up and drag you across right. that carpet. Put you in the photos room. <laughs> you know what I'm but, yeah, I, well, I, I didn't that's, want that's that to happen because she was a cool young buck, you know. And see that's and, and and here's another thing, man, about their education versus ours, man. Our children handle things a lot better than theirs. Like these yeah. same issues they go through, but they don't they don't sit in the room quiet and just punch you in your face when you, you, you set them off because they're already pissed. They bring guns to school. They make lists of people they going, you know, go after. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, they they talk about the psychological problems of our children, but they are so out of touch with who they are and their own. They don't even realize, man, your children are more psychologically damaged than ours. Well, See, I always the- say this to people, man. I always say this to people. We've been broke for so long. When we lose a job or when we run out of money or we at our last, we go into survival mode. We yes, make, make our ends meet while we can. And then we meet our end through survival. Where yep. they lose their damn mind. They kill any and everything. They lose their damn mind. They can't go broke. They never lived like that before. What about the college fund? Man, listen. The children's tuition. When they can't pay their child tuition? Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, what but about see, the college? What about, the, what about the, the, the children's fund, the scholarship fund? Where is that money for our children? Where is the children's fund for our children? Let's talk about that. Where is that money? There's no money nowhere for the urban child anywhere. Where the nope. fuck is it? Where and the where, fuck is where these are programs? Not just the programs. Where are the celebrities that made it out of the hood, as they want to say? You know, they come from humble beginnings, living in the projects and doing this. Now they can shoot a ball better than somebody else or throw a football better than somebody else play baseball better, and they make it out or sing or rap better than somebody else and make it out of the neighborhood that they grew up in. We already talked about it. We know that, you know, we know for certain reasons you don't want to go back because, you know, you might have had a run-in with somebody or the extortion level and, and, and the robbery and the thievery. But when do they give back? Right. You know that the education system is flawed, Right. 
you in the, in the city of Philadelphia, and it's probably happening nationwide. I only speak on what I know, right? When we came up, even though we wasn't really real fond of it, but I mean, I, all everybody I know always played for a power league team. You know what I mean? You had basketball tournaments outside of school, right? Now it's more football leagues, but where's the funding at for that? If you don't come out of your pockets as a coach to buy certain things or help or, or get the parents to help, there's no funding for that. But it was, a, it was a kid that made it to the NFL that played in your Pop Warner League. So why isn't he giving back to where he got his start from? We don't do that. Why we don't? We don't because once we once we get out, we happy to be gone. We think we done escaped. It ain't our problem no more. And that's the fucked up part because these children still look up to them. And I remember, I remember, right quick, not even from Philly. You know what I mean? But I remember as a young boy playing football running routes in the street. Fight quick. El Carmichael is calling me names. That's who I was. You know what I mean? I ain't even know I, I don't even know nothing about Franco Harris except he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if I was running that ball, I'm Franco. You know what I mean? Like but the same kids out here running around saying, you know, I'm LeBron James. I'm Steph Curry. But what are they doing for these children? What is LeBron doing for Cleveland? I really want to research that and see what he's doing for Cleveland. He's doing a lot. He's doing a lot. He is. He is doing a lot. Yeah, he is doing a lot. He's putting a lot back into uh, in Akron. He's not really. It's more so Akron because that's where he grew up at. He grew up in Akron. But but here go the the problem. You know, he thinks the money and the fame, he's LeBron James. And you know what they still did? They still went to his house and spray painted nigga on it. But I don't think that got anything to do with the fact that he. No, he, but, no, I think no, out of all, the, all the ballers, not all the saying ballers, that he's one of the dudes that I think like the high ballers. He's one of the dudes that actually gives back, like as far as college funds and stuff like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what also he that. invested in? What's up? Huh? Him, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. They wanted a leader, leading contributors to this new way of building the prisons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big so, yeah, now, you, you understand. Now, I got a quote where in uh, uh, it's a country overseas, they're starting to tear down the prisons because crime is dropping off, right? But here, we're building more prisons than we have – Educational institutions. Mm-hmm. The prison system is outweighing the college system, and it's a lot of colleges. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. it's it's an agenda, right? If you now, I'm being I'm being very facetious here as in saying so. The community of Chester, right? What do you, they, their color, their their school colors, are orange with black lettering on it. Now, what do you think they setting them kids up for? Because it's only one other place that wears orange and black lettering. 
And that's in the prison system. Mm. They, they, they're, you know, it, these kids in Chester come out of school and go nowhere. And then they're fighting and shooting and killing each other. It's only one real high school in Chester. So everybody has to go there. So these, the, the guys that graduate, they wait till they graduate or some, and now you're killing the people that you went to school with. Right? We got to break this cycle, right? Because, you know, when we were kids, we went outside and played. Okay? We might have had a game system or two, but we, ain't, we weren't stuck on the joystick all the time. We actually went out and got physical and played football, baseball, wall ball, manhunt. We played games. We spun tops. We had skateboards. We, we did things. We went to roller rinks. See, they don't even do that no more. All they want to do now is play the game, talk smack online, and they arguing over, oh, you sent my girl a friend request on Facebook. Let's stop this, this cycle. We got to further educate our own. Right? The class... When 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 me and my brother were teaching at Tilden Middle School, I, I ain't, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was about a year, two years ago. I ran into one of our old students, and the boy, and 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 I was so proud of him. He made me cry. I'm dead serious. He walked up to me and he said, "Man, I just want to thank you. Everything you and your brother did for me as a young boy, because I ain't had my pop around." Now, I'm a dad, and I kind of picked up how y'all treated me, and that's how I conduct myself with my son, right? I got a son and a daughter. I'm working, right? I got him by the same lady. I want to get married, you know, but I'm trying to further my education. I'm working and going to school at night, and I'm trying to make something out of myself like y'all told me I could. That's the story that as as a teacher you 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 don't know the effect that that story is going to have on you to make you proud right and i understand blacks when you said the student left the 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 note on the table i i wholeheartedly understand that because i had students come to me and say yo man this is going on at home that's going on at home. I had students that really wanted to stay after school to say, can I help you mark papers? Yep. Can, can I clean up? Can I do something? Just because they didn't want to go home. They got more love from us in the school system than they was getting at home. That's true. Yeah, when they now, find I mean, me on Facebook, if you peep, peep my name on Facebook, you got to send me a friend request too on the joint if you want a book. But, yo, my name on the book and stuff, Lord. You know what I mean? It's, it's made, it's created so that, you know, only my peoples can find me. You know what I mean? And I'm telling you, my kids are finding me. Like, the kids, my, my students, my old students, they, they'll track a dude down on the book. They'll find me, like, through one of my other students that found me. And, you know what I'm saying? Send me friend requests or whatever. And even if I see them, I'll send them friend requests. But, they tell me all the time, man, like, it was teacher appreciation, that the last teacher appreciation day, 
man, I got so much love that day, man. I was like, yeah, it, it brings you to tears. I one time, one kid, and Shane, he had he was real thorough. Young boys, real thorough, man. He was as far as his uh his computer savvy skills. He's just real computer savvy. So, you know, he was hacking into my computer from the student's computer. And, you know, the student's computer, they, they basically, you know, they just, you know, they only, they limit it. You know what I mean? They got a lock on them or whatever. You can only do but so much. This little nigga was on the Internet. He was sending me text messages from the computer to my computer at my desk. Like, yo, what up, Mr. Young? Ha-ha, shame. And I look over, and it's him with his hands up like, ah. So, anyhow, fast forward. One day, I'm in, I'm at work. And I left my left my wallet at the crib. I ain't had no bread, so on lunch, I couldn't go get a get a grub. You know what I mean? So I just fell back. So get a call. They said that somebody's down there to see me. It was Shane. Shane was like, "Yo, Mr. Young, you know what I'm saying? I graduated because they leave after 180 days with CEP. So you know, once they did their 180 days, they went back to the school district, supposedly. So." You know, he did his thing and then went back to school, graduated, got accepted to college down in Florida. And he was like, yo, I just wanted to come and, you know, take you out to lunch real quick. You know what I mean? We just go to McDonald's, but, you know, my treat. And I'm like, yo, are you serious? And I'm like, yo, that's crazy because, you know, I told him, you know, I left my wallet and all that. He's like, yeah, man, let's go. So went up to McDonald's, chilled, ate. But I, it was like the whole time I'm sitting there like in amazement, like, yo, this is better than any damn paycheck I got. I ever got from, from working here, yo, like to know that just me and Kurt, cause I used to ask him like, all right, how you do that? Yo. And he would show me, boom. All right. Yeah. I just type in this, type in this. And then I get in the head and I, you know, put this, run this command and blah, 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 blah. And then bang. And I'm like, Oh, yo, that's crazy. So, you know, and I, I told, I always tell him like, yo, man, like you could really do big things just with the way things are going. And then I showed him how we had an IT department in the school that I worked at that, you know, they did everything in the school as far as the computers, you know, random lines and all that, the landlines and everything. So, you know, I, I put him on to that. Like, yeah, you know, this whole building is run off of computers. So, what you're doing, yo, you can literally create your own software, create your own programs, and make millions off of this, man. And he said ever since then, man, he's just been focused on, you know, making it, making, you know, making it in that, that computer. Now, I haven't talked to him in a minute. I, it's been, I want to say years. I actually searched for him on Facebook. And I ain't finding any pop up, but yeah, the boy he was he was doing big things when last time I talked to him. But yeah, that's that's better than any paycheck I've ever received. Is kids telling me how how much how good they're doing, how how well they're doing in the in the real world. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's, it's definitely a blessing, man. The biggest, the that. biggest, the, the one of the biggest compliments. <clears throat> me and my brother got was one of our former students got married and she had a set of twins, two boys. 
and she literally named those two boys after me and my brother. That's dope. Right? And, and like, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. When I, I got that news, I, I man, so, uh, Mr. On Point always say this when we, when we talk about, you know, men and women. He said, you know, there's a bunch of men that are out there that got more bitch in them than a woman. Well, I tell you this, I was crying. Hey, I was like, I, I, my, I me, me and my brother, we were sitting there crying like, oh, man, like, how, I, I couldn't imagine that mm. whatsoever. But the problems that I see in our communities with the schools, we never have enough supplies for these kids. We don't have enough things to keep their mind occupied. And the ones that really want to learn, we can't. It's like we, we, we reach a lot of them, but it's some that want to further their education, and they may not have the financial means to do so. You know, some I knew, they, you know, I had kids that had phones and everything else, and there was one little kid, never had a phone, but this boy aced everything. He put the time and the effort in, and if he didn't know how to do it, he didn't have a problem raising his hand or staying after class, or he would say, I don't want to go to lunch. Can you show me how, how I made that mistake? And he perfected his skill. He wound up getting a full, a full ride to a college, and he just he made sure because we was from the neighborhood, and he knew it was the summertime. He knew where we played ball at, and he came to the basketball court just to thank us, had his mom bring him there so he could say thank you to us. Those achievements like that mean the world to a teacher. But we I'm need... A, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this while we while we sharing these type of stories. The, the greatest accomplishment that I feel I made as a teacher is two that really set out more than any. Three, rather. One was when uh, I was teaching that fourth grade class where I taught myself lattice at. Taught myself on my lunch break. And those students, that fourth grade class was labeled, now these are only fourth graders, they're like eight, nine years old labeled the worst students in the building. Well, when I was done with them, right, because I always, for whatever reason, inherited the worst classes, and I was good with them. But those fourth graders score higher on a PSSA math test than the whole school. Then we did this assembly where I taught them uh, hip-hop, two-step, like the R. Kelly drum, and they performed it at an assembly that they that the dudes had on shirts and ties, and you know if they had a vest that they they little dress pants or whatever the girls had on dresses. And when I tell you, man, that thing was lit. Like parents was crying, kids was crying, fourth graders. You know what I'm saying? Then the second one was right before I left the school district. I told my eighth graders 
is I started at Duckley. That's where I started as a physical teacher at Duckley. So when I went there the last year, I went. I said, when y'all leave, I'm leaving. So before I can leave, they tried to get me out early. Some little white lady came in who had more credentials than me, and they wanted to make her their teacher. When I tell you them children had a riot, my eighth graders had a riot. They threw desks. They threw books. They was throwing stuff out the window at the construction workers, painting the side of the building. Yeah, I mean, they went off. It's like, you know, how you going? How they going to do that, Mister Self? They can't do that. Like, you like a father to us. Some of us, you the only father figure we had. They can't do that. And they just ran. And this new white principal called me down, and he said, "Listen, I can't let you go. He was like, I can't let you go. What I'm gonna do?" I'm going to break the class of eighth graders up. Because there's only two eighth grade classes. I'm going to break them up into three classes. He said, and I want you to split them up because you know the kids. Now, mind you, the other teacher was a little white lady from a Catholic school who taught a math, and they went in her class and wreaked havoc every day. I mean, then they brought in this other little white lady teacher who was supposed to teach them. The, the literacy and the social studies, which was, I was doing. So um, when all of this went down, graduation day, they announced 85% of my students passed reading to go to high school. 85%. It wasn't 100, but I'd take 85%. And I mean, I'll take that. Not only that, but the sad part was that was the same 85% that failed that little lady math class. They failed the math test to go. Yeah. So though, though it was accomplishment for me, and then the little white lady who was teaching the math, she gave me this big picture of Thurgood Marshall marching in a march with some other black activists. I still had that picture to this day. She gave me that with a card. Yo, all I got to say real quick, I'm sorry, mean to cut your wisdom, but I I do have the role, fellas. I want to say good night. But to to you, to you, good brother, I want to say, Mr. Clark, Mr. Clark, somebody beating up Kid Ray that hard. (laughs) (laughs) You used to be crazy, Joe. (laughs) Now you call me Batman. (laughs) Expeditiously. (laughs) <laughs> you smoke crack, don't you? Oh, hey, before yeah, you I, go, the first thing I thought about when they started you riding, go. said, "Oh man, I, all I thought was Joe Clark, Mr. Mighty uh, Morgan." And you know what? On the wheels of stuff. I didn't call that, bro. But before you go, I want <laughs> yes, to say bro. this to you. This Monday on my show, you gotta listen. My young boy, right. who grew up under us, who started exiles with Freeway, PD Crack, all of them. I was there before they even became who they were. This Word. young boy name is Show. His handle was Show Woo. I'm interviewing him on my show Monday. All right, he brought me out of retirement. Word? Because he wants to do a track with Hold me. Up. Because I DJed with it for his brother, and he grew up under us. He done been with Wu-Tang. He done been with G-Unit. 
He's doing his thing here in Philly now. He'll be interviewed by myself on Monday. I'm coming out of retirement to do a track with him. And I told him that you, me, Tone Love from Tough Crew, and and we're going to get DJ Chill in there. We got to do a track, bro. Oh, man. Dad, you are, you already him, know, bro. I told him Dad Jones got to produce that. So I'm going to do the Jones with his producer. And, you know, he agreed to do the Jones with, with us. So uh, that's, that's make love, sure you man. tune in on Monday, bro. Good brother. Hey, but you said Monday at 9, right? Monday at 9. Yes, sir. All right. That's a blunt. That's a blunt. All right. I'm definitely. All right, man. Hey, fellas, it's always a pleasure, and I enjoy, definitely, as usual, enjoyed the show, man. Peace and power, King. Peace, Peace and power. Peace, brother. Well, Mr. On Point, I think we had another successful show. I think it's about time to shut it down. What do you say, sir? But before we do that, please tell them how they can find us. Yeah, Excuse me, I hope everybody in Radio Land excuse me, enjoyed the show tonight. It was very informative. Um, it, it, our, our people, we need it as a people, and our children need us. Um, if you want to be a part of this on-point movement, it's simple. All you got to do, find us on Facebook. No, on-point enterprises, and on-point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. And all you have to do it's find us on Facebook, On Point Enterprises. Again, Facebook is On Point Enterprises. O N T O I N T E N T E R P R I Z I Z. If you on Instagram, find us on Instagram at Team Underscore On Point Two One Five. Again, Team Underscore On Point Two One Five. If you on Twitter, at Team On Point. Again, Twitter is at Team On Point. Uh, you can email us any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Email us at onpoint215 at gmail.com. Again, onpoint215 at gmail.com. Or you can call us directly with any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics at 267-417-OMPT. That's on point. 267-417-6678. Or you can go to our website and check us out at onpoint215.weebly.com. Again, onpoint215.weedly.com. And look for that on-point apparel being released late this month. Summer apparel being released late this month. And it will be summer and fall apparel. Back to you, bro. Now, you know what? As you talk about the apparel, right, and we were talking about the uniforms for the kids, I think it would be dope if they were allowed to wear on-point gear to school? Well, you know what? The mentoring program that we were doing, the principal allowed them to wear on-point 360 shirts to school. Yeah, I mean, so we actually, that, that actually is an option for the schools that we go in and mentor. The principals are for, and he wants us back next year. So he already willing to do it. You know what I mean? So we're gonna make that we're gonna try and make that happen. Trust Come on. What was that? I said come ups. 
Okay. Do you have anything you would like to add, DJ Chill, before we close out? Uh, oh, yeah, tomorrow's show, man. I was thinking about saying uh, it might be, you know, it might change, but I was thinking since we're on this format right here where everybody trying to get knowledge, trying to learn some daggone knowledge, maybe they need to go to college. But where do we go from here? Should we proceed? I don't even know what to say from there. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out as I speak. Like, <laughs> where do we go from here? Should we proceed for education to get to college, or can we actually survive without it? You know what I'm saying? I'm still trying to figure that one out. That one. That one's a little, little deep, man, because some people, they are, are educated without going to college. And there's some people that get more educated going to college, but when they come out of college, they ain't got no damn job. They go to school to become a lawyer. They work like a country fried dad going chicken. I seen it happen multiple times, and I felt so bad. I said, "All that money you you did you did what? And you what are you? Well, yeah, I got the degree, but I got work at country fried chicken until a job is available. What? Yeah, I right. lose my mind. Let me let me become a dad going. Let me get the the information to become a lawyer, and I got to work a damn Kentucky fried chicken, man." Never mind. Sometimes you gotta crawl before you can walk. Yo, if you work at, if you had a college, they should be already have that set in plan. You about to become a lawyer. So there are more there are more college students out of work and pay and, and responsible to pay back those loans than there are colleges that work. College yep. students that work. Trust and believe. You got you got a better chance you got a better chance of coming out of prison getting a job than you do coming out of college. You sure do. And you don't think that's by design? You don't think they get a kickback from that too? That's a real hard pill to swallow. That's so freaking ugly, man. Well, nobody said it was pretty, bro. Right. He just said his life. You know what I mean? Understand this. They had you running around here looking like a French pig. Yeah! But no reason at all. But I want to thank everybody that was listening tonight. Mr. On Point, did you want to add anything before we close out? No, bro. We good, man. I love the show. I want to thank everybody that called in. You know, shout out to Mr. On Point, DJ Chill, Blacks Omega for chiming in. You know what I mean? I appreciate anybody that was out there listening via internet or they dialed in just to listen to the show. I greatly appreciate it. All right. I want to thank you all again. I want to say peace and power. And for those out there, please stay on point. You know what I mean? Because this is what we do. All right. And I'm going to close out with a little hold bit on, of... Hold on. Hold on. Uh-oh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got a caller. We, we got, got a caller. Call oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Let me, let me find them. <laughs> Hopefully they still there. Let me see. Let me see. No, I don't see it, though. Hold on. Don't don't you go nowhere. Caller, don't you go nowhere. I don't. Wait, 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 wait. I just got the message. Yo, so, Tom, they got the golden spoon. Hold on. Tom, Oh. You got to go to school. 
Yeah. Hey, special privileges you got the golden spoon. But people, um, again, always listen to all the shows of On Point Radio, man. They ain't playing. This ain't a game. This is reality. It ain't damn TV yet. Imagine when it's TV. Y'all gonna be still not there yet. I'm still, I'm still waiting for him to hit start again. Call it if you're listening. Hit star eight again because I'm in the switchboard and I don't see a star eight press. Oh, there it is. There we go. There we go. Welcome, welcome to home point. point. Now I knew y'all was not going to end this show without hearing my mouth. Now you know. Here comes the oh. trouble. Oh, I was like, one line forever. I was like, is he going to pick this line or what? Uh, <laughs> it didn't show up, though. It didn't show up. Oh, it didn't. Okay. How I feel. Now you know how I feel. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We, you know, sometimes we still learning, so it's all good. But uh, anyway, glad to show some mad love, family as always, and um, great topic. Um, just recapping because I was, you know, on for a little while when we were talking about the school district and how it's changed and things like that. And, you know, it's amazing even from the time that I was in school how things had changed even in um, school district as well. Um, we were talking about supplies and stuff like that that they don't even supply anymore. I mean, back in my time, we didn't have to worry about carrying tissues because we had tissues, and it might not have been you know, Scotty's, but you had some type of tissues. Nowadays, the kids got to have their own tissues. Hey, it's getting to the point you got to bring your own toilet paper. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. You know, um, if you didn't have school supplies, the school had something, you know, to cover the kids who was less fortunate and things like that. You know, it's amazing how a lot has changed. And it came down to the school lunches now. I mean, you almost got to fight just to get a school lunch for the less, you know, fortunate kids, you know, for free school um, lunches and stuff like that. They're trying to knock that out. So um, I remember back in my time when, you know, you was able to have prayer in school. Now, you know, if you say God, sometimes, you know what I mean, that might be a crime. So <laughs> the different levels of change that has took place in the Philadelphia school system um, has, like, been drastic over the years. Um, like I said, years ago, teachers was able to, you know, hit the, teach- hit the um, student with a ruler if they was being bad. Now you can only say certain things and you get locked up or you get sued or you lose your job. So, again, this is just a couple little points that I was just bringing out how things have changed over the years. But very good show, very informative. Just wanted to let you know that. Well, Thank you. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. August. On Point Radio will have its first back-to-school drive for the last week. I like that. What we can do, we can make an attempt to hit at least two or three different areas 
where we know children need it. We can hit one area in West Philly, one area in North Philly, one area out northeast. Uh, we, we decide what areas, but we set up three different back-to-school um, functions where we can have, you know, people bring and donate back-to-school supplies and do a back-to-school job in three different areas. We'll start out with the first one, see how it works, you know what I mean? But I'm announcing it tonight. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to be ones who talk about people not giving back and then we don't get back. So we're going to jump this off right. I love that. I really do. Yeah, yeah awesome. we're going to definitely. That's, that's a great idea, man. But uh, Wonder Dre. Yes. If you wouldn't mind, yeah, I'm going to throw you on the spot on my show, you know. <laughs> no trouble. Okay. No trouble. All right. Just tell us how your weekend was briefly. Oh, my weekend was beautiful. I started off doing a class reunion of 25 years uh, from the Overbrook High School. It was great to see some of the people that, um, you know, I hadn't seen in such a long time. The amazing part was a lot of the students that I went to school with in school with high school, I also went to elementary school. So the amazing part was these was like children that I met in kindergarten, you know what I'm saying? And we like stuck together through, you know, elementary, junior high, high school. So th- it goes way back. So it was like a family affair. So it was a beautiful thing. I enjoyed that. And then after that, we topped it off with, you know, a few of us going up to, you know, Lancaster. And, you know, we had girls night out and, you know, hung out in Lancaster, did the food and the shopping and everything like that. So, it was definitely a weekend to remember, and it was, you know, a good one. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, we all, we all, you know, and I hope you get a chance to listen to the second half of the show with the distinguished gentleman. You know I actually I mean? get a lot of feedback about that one, so I am so looking forward to listening to part two of that. I really am. I got a lot of feedback on that. <laughs> I heard you guys put your thing down and gave hey, us we, some nice compliments, too. Oh, yeah. We 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 ain't throw y'all under the bus like y'all was trying to do. You know, you I had, know, your, posse. I thought y'all was you had your posse, had your posse with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> had your posse rolling out with you. Right? I heard y'all was on your best behavior. Y'all really held it down. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. That's what we do here. But I yes. want to thank you for calling in and giving your point of view. You know, I want okay. to uh, thank you, know, as always, Mr. On Point, DJ Chill, Blacks Omega again. Yep. And I think I'm going uh, to take it out kind of subtly, you know, I don't say this often, and, you know, if it don't apply, I was told you're supposed to let it fly. But here at On Point, I'm going to close it out like this. I just want to make sure, you know, come be with the innovators, not the imitators. Pay close attention. Get in the flow, and you can picture like a photo. Music makes mellow, make change to make melodies to have 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.